As you can see from the title, Battling Unbelief Session 1, we're beginning a multiple session, probably 12, a multiple session series on this theme of battling unbelief. That's the name of a book that I wrote, and you can get it and study these labs along with the chapters in the book if you want to, but that's not necessary for their usefulness. They'll be self-standing. And what I have in mind when I say battling unbelief is the unbelief that causes us to fail to love, fail to be holy, and fail to kill sin, or to say it positively, the belief or the, the faith, not battling belief and faith, but battling everything that opposes belief and faith, because belief and faith, I'm going to argue, yield love, yield holiness, yield sin killing. So that's the specific angle that we're going to approach belief from. We, we want love, holiness, and sin killing or as I put it here, our aims are to grow in love through greater joy, to pursue holiness through a better treasure, to kill sin with a superior pleasure. And, and this joy and this treasure and this pleasure are Jesus Christ. Knowing him, having him as our Savior and Lord and treasure. Or we could say all that God is for us in Christ. Whenever I say Christ as my joy and Christ as my treasure and Christ as my pleasure, I mean all that God is for us in Christ, who is himself very God of very God. There are pleasures and treasure and joys in Christ that are greater and better and superior than anything the world has to offer. And that, I'm arguing, is the key to growing in love, growing in holiness, pursuing holiness, and killing sin. That's what this session, I mean, this uh, series is all about. So, Father, as we begin it, guide us. We want to, to kill sin effectively in our lives. We hate being in bondage to any besetting sin. And I pray that you'd make this a triumphant series for many of us. And we love holiness and we love to love people. So God, come and make your word effective in that regard, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Why are we focusing on love? And I'll say the same thing about holiness and sin killing. You shall love the Lord your God. This is Matthew 22, 37 and 40, the great commandment. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the, the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. It's like great, like first. You shall love your neighbor. That's what I'm especially interested in. I want to do that better. The neighbors in my house, the neighbors in my neighborhood, the neighbors in the city, in the church, in the nation around the world. I want to love my neighbor as myself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. The whole Bible is summed up in its expectation of our lives with these two commandments. So that's the first reason why love is so central in my thinking in this pursuit. Romans 13, 8, owe no one anything Except this one thing, to love each other, for the one who loves 
another has fulfilled the law, just like Jesus says. So the only thing you need to be beholden to offer anyone, the only thing you're always in debt to pay is love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three, these big three. But the greatest of these is love, probably because faith and hope are the invisible affections of the heart, which now in love become more God-glorifyingly visible so that hope is the greatest as the, as the capstone of what these two produce. Therefore, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 16, 14, let all that you do, all that you do, everything you do be done in love. So sweeping, sweeping statements about love as central and crucial in the Christian life. Why is it so crucial? Here's one reason. Matthew 5, 16, let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works. And I'm choosing this text because I think good works there is virtually the same as the fruit of love, that they may see your love and give glory to your Father. There is no other kind of behavior that the Christian produces that brings more glory to God than love than good works. When we treat people better than they deserve, especially when it doesn't go well for us, they see that behavior and wonder about the hope that is in us, which is Christ. Here's another reason why love is so crucial. We know that we have passed out of death into life, John says, because we love the brothers, whoever does not love abides in death. In other words, love, loving people, is a sign of our new nature. We have a new spiritual DNA from God, and God is love, and therefore when we love, we are acting out of our new nature, and we are giving evidence. We know that we have passed out of a spiritual eternal death into eternal life because we love. Love is the sign or confirmation of our new birth through faith. And if we do not love we have remained in death. We're not born again. We don't have the sign or confirmation. So, for the glory of God and for the good of our own souls, love is paramount. Why do I focus also on holiness? As he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. In all your conduct, be holy. Just like Paul said, in all your behavior, let it be done in love. Holiness is one of the highest, probably the highest things you can say about God. He says, I am holy. I am high. I am lifted up. I am set apart from all that is common or unclean or sinful or impure. I have a transcendent holiness, and I'm calling you to share in my holiness. How important is that? Well, it's all bound up with love. Look at this. 
in 1 Thessalonians 3, 12 and 13, may the Lord make you increase and abound in love. Why? So that what will happen? Love for one another and for all as we do for you. Love so that. So here's what happens when you increase and abound in love so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness. Isn't that amazing? So if you wonder, what's the essence or heart of holiness in the Christian life? Wouldn't this text say right at the heart of holiness is love? Because when love is increasing and abounding, it is establishing us in holiness. So holiness is is not this impractical thing that you can't quite get your hand on. It, It is at its heart loving like God loves So it shows God just like love shows God and just like love is the confirmation of our newness and our eternal life. Look at the role holiness has. Strive for peace, Hebrews 12, 14. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. We will not be saved in the end without holiness. No holiness, no heaven. It's that important, just like love. If you don't love, you remain in death. So holiness and love are both essential for signifying that we have eternal life. What about sin killing? Why do I focus on that? Same reason. If you live according to the flesh, you will die eternally. But if by the Spirit, we'll come back to that later in another session, if by the Spirit you put to death, that's what I mean by killing, put to death the deeds of the body, that's sin. If you put, if you kill sin, you will live. So if you love you show that you have been brought out of death into life. If you're holy, you will see the Lord. If you kill sin, you will live. You see what's at stake. Eternal life is at stake, and the glory of God is at stake in whether we love, whether we're holy, and whether we kill sin, which leaves this question hanging If our eternal salvation depends on love and holiness and sin-killing, our eternal salvation, how do these relate to salvation? By grace, through faith. It sounds to some people that when I stress, or when the Bible stresses, that love is essential to showing that we're born again, and holiness is essential to seeing the Lord, and sin-killing is essential to living in 1 John 3.14 and uh, Hebrews 12.14 and Romans 8.13. Those are biblical words, not mine. Love, holiness, and sin killing are essential for salvation. What what does that mean for salvation, salvation by grace through faith? And that's what we'll turn to next time. This all-important, glorious, powerful reality called not unbelief, which we're battling against, but faith, which in fact will produce all these things.